good evening. Welcome to Touch by Prayer. I am so happy to be here. I hope you guys are doing fantastic. I'm so excited for my guest. It is going to be a fun-filled time of getting you guys excited because guess what? There is a giant in the land. Heck yeah, there is a huge giant in the land. And guess what his name is? His name is Fear. But just like David did with Goliath, he was taken down by the power of God. And guess what? That same power, that same power lives in you. And there is something that you are afraid of. It is time to break free. It is time to get loose. It is time to get excited because that Goliath is coming down because my guest is Chrissy Nelson. And she has written this book called Slaying the Giant of Fear. Let me just tell you. Okay. So when I started to read this book, I was like, Boom. Hey, wait, this is about me. Oh, wait a second. This one's about me. Holy moly. I mean, this book had so much confirmation and took me out of my uncomfortable zone and put me into a zone that I became very comfortable with because everybody has a purpose and a destiny and a plan by God. And I'm not going to sit by and I'm not going to let some Philistine tell me what I can and cannot do. That's right. Fear has to come down. And after reading this book, you are going to see how you are more powerful than you actually believe by the words that you speak and the things that you know. So without further ado, I want to bring up Chrissy Nelson to Touch by Prayer. Chrissy, come on up. I'm so happy and honored to have you here. Welcome to Touch by Prayer. And thanks for coming on. Hey, Lisa. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> okay. So I, I gave just a little bit of a teaser of your book because let me just tell you something. That, as I started to tell you off air, like I'm reading it and I'm like, wait, I just did this today. Wait, I just thought this today. <laughs> it was like God was using this book to get me. And really, you know, I always like to use that, that verse where it says iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. This sharpens you because it shows you where you might have gotten dull. It shows you where you might've put away your sword. Mm -hmm. So, okay. How, how did you come to, cause your first book, you wrote another book first, mm -hmm. um, and created for the impossible. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And that's, we're going to have her back on because seriously, I want to talk about that book. Mm -hmm. And, um, okay. So let's just talk about this book. So mm -hmm. you wrote this book created for the impossible first. And then God's like, yeah, but I, I have another book I want you to do, <laughs> yeah. you know? So mm -hmm. where did this kind of, and I love, I don't want to give too much of the book away, but why don't you kind of talk about how he birthed this in you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, how did the Lord book or birth a book on slaying the giant of fear in me? Because I was consumed by fear. I lived my life gripped by and paralyzed by fear time and time and time again. And as I, be, as I became a grown up and had my babies and stuff, I started to come alive again and really began to entertain the dreams, the visions that God had put into my heart when I was a teenager, the books that I would write, the things that I would do. And when I became a mom in my late 20s, it was like I got to do these things. I got to I got to take God for his his word and 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 really go for it. And as I started to take steps of faith and and really go for I felt blind, you know? I felt like I was just going out blind just saying God said I was going to do this, so I'm going to I believe him and I'm going to go for it. 
I didn't know how to go for it. I just knew if I took a step forward, that was better than not doing anything at all. So I started to just go for things. I started to pursue things. I started to go after the dreams that God had put in my heart, one little teeny tiny step at a time. And um, along the way, I became well acquainted with this giant of fear. Um, it was like at every turn, almost right when I was about to kind of cross over into some sort of victory, this giant of fear positioned himself in my life to try and stop me. And in the moment, I didn't know that that was because I was right on the cusp of a victory. In the moment, all I knew is, oh, I, I better stop. I, I can't. Who am I to write a book? Who am I? What do I really have to give? You know, there's all these other people that could do it better than me. Surely, no, I should just stop. I need to just stay home and I need to just take care of, of my kids. And while all that's true, I need to take care of my kids. Um, God was calling me forward. And that was what mattered. God was over there. He was on the other side of what, you know, so many of us call this battle line um, where we're battling fear. What I like, I see it now as a, as a point of breakthrough. And I put that in my book. It's this destiny line that we're meant to cross over. And the Lord is over there motioning, come on, daughter, come on, son, you know, and that is right where the giant of fear sets up camp because he doesn't want us to cross over into what we're called to do. Absolutely not. Are you kidding? He doesn't want us to cross into what we're supposed to do. He wants us to over here on the other side of the line, gripped by fear, never making any progress, never moving forward in faith. And, um, and so I started to see this pattern every single time. And the pattern keeps playing out right when I'm on the cusp of breakthrough, boom, giant enter giant of fear. And so many of us stop, we stop yep. right there. And I'm one of them. I was many times I would stop and I would stop for longer than I even care to admit. But, you know, I finally just got to this point where I, I felt like got this is where that message on David and, and David's, you know, heart and courage really began to birth in me because I would just go, no, if God said it, then that's, that's right. good enough for me. If God's telling me I'm supposed to go over that other side, then I'm not going to question the Lord. I'm going to go. You know, it's not about my ability anymore. It's not about all the reasons why I should or shouldn't be able to do this. No, the it's if God is calling you, then you go and you do it. And so this book was birthed out of my journey of just this back and forth with fear. Um, and, you know, it's shutting me down many times, believe me. Um, and uh, but finally, you know, just having had enough and just going, wait a second. It, it fears time is coming to an end. And I just got my little oh, mama. Heck yeah. And I'm like, enough is enough. Fear has no right to shut down, to paralyze, to stunt or stop the people of God. Be why? Because we are soldiers in the Lord's army. I, the stay, you know, stay at home mom, soccer mom, I'm a soldier in the Lord's army. And if God is telling me to do it, then I'm going to do it. No questions asked, running full speed ahead. And that is the assignment on each and every one of the daughters and sons of God out there. If you don't feel like you should be able to, then all the more reason to do it. And don't let fear get the upper hand in your life. Run, surge forward with that Absolutely. shout. <laughs> I, and, you know, that's one of the things, you know, right now we are, we're, we're in a moment in time where 
fear is pressing in on everybody. I mean, you can, let's, let's be honest, you see it every place you turn. You see people who are fearful and they it's not fearfully and beautifully made is what they're thinking. They are in serious fear. Yeah. And so as a barometer, I feel that we are a barometer as, as, uh, as sons and daughters of the living God that we are being looked at to what, why are they not afraid? How come they're doing things differently? Or how come they're saying things with an, with an assurance that, you know, this isn't game over. We got so much more to do because we know that the harvest hasn't come in. We know the harvest hasn't come in. So if we know that, then we have to start planning for it. We have to start saying, okay, so God, you've called me to be a voice, just like with you, Chrissy, you know, you've been called to be a voice. So what am I going to do? I can't just sit in my living room and just be silent. You have a voice. And so God is saying, okay, this is where I want you to go. And it's like, well, well, who am I? But think about it. Think about all the different people who have said, who am I? And then you can see who they were because- in that pressure is where, you know, I always say that, you know, um, in the movie Aladdin, how, how he was considered the diamond in the rough because it's in that pressure that a diamond is formed. Yeah. So that's what happened. Like, because you use the analogy, well, the story of, um, of David and Goliath, because it was in that pressure that he was formed. It was in that pressure he became a warrior, but it was also in the pressure when he was just a shepherd. When mm-hmm. that, when you know, a lion came or a bear came, it was in that pressure. Well, what am I going to do? Be eaten, be devoured, or fight? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what you kind of have to do. Is like as the the fear comes in, something has to rise up, and I I like to call it the mama bear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So. Yeah. You know, as you started to, and you you talk about some of the things that you had to do afraid. Yes. So yeah, pretty. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much everything. You know, if I'm being honest, it's like I don't know that I ever fully, and I don't know that any of us ever fully have this. You know, okay, I got this. Right. If we have that, I don't know that we'd rely on the Lord the way we're really meant to rely on the Lord. You know, and so, but for mo- many of us, we wait for that feeling. Or that sense of like that self-confidence. Um, and I just, I honestly think that's kind of false. I think what we're meant to wait on is the Lord and his timing only and his, his, his word saying, go, okay, now, you know, sometimes he tucks us in and says, wait on, wait, you know, be hidden under the shadow of my wing. And other times he's saying it's time. That's what he always says for, to me. He'll say, okay, go for it. You know, he'll give me dreams, he'll give me vision, and he'll say, wait, and I'll say, okay, and then he'll speak to me months later or a year or whenever, and he'll say, all right, go for it. And I feel like the little Energizer bunny that's like, okay, yes, and I'm going, you know, I'm going. And, um, but does that mean that I'm fully feeling self-confident? No, it means that I'm fully Jesus confident. And I think that is where we all are called to be. We're all, and it's almost like just shaking off this, this false sense of that I'm supposed to feel fully equipped and fully able and fully ready. No, I'm supposed to know who my God is, you know, I'm supposed to know that it's greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. And I'm never supposed to be 
feeling fully self-reliant or self-sufficient ever. I'm supposed to always be God-reliant, Jesus-reliant, running out of that, you know, that love for Jesus. If he said it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. My knees might be shaking, but this is going to be a greater testimony to the power and the goodness of the living God on my life because it's the Lord that fights our battles. You know, Mm. we take every bit of scripture and we use that It's the Lord that fights our battles. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You know, all God's promises are yes and amen. He goes before us. He's our rear guard. He never leaves us or forsakes us. You know, we take all of that, that truth, and we run forward with Jesus confidence, you know, ready to do whatever we're supposed to do. (laughs) Oh, and that's, you know, that one of the things that you wrote in your book, and I love that you said this, if the, the assignment is something you can accomplish on your own, that means it's your assignment. (laughs) Yeah, Because if if God can't be in it, if he can't do the impossible, he is the God of the impossible. Right. Like, come on. How the heck? That's why it always seems so scary because it's God's call. That's why. So I would say fear, I would argue, well, that, you know, that, that little bit of fear that we may feel let that be a sign and a wonder that 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 you're supposed to run into is God's call. It will always feel bigger than you. And um, and you get to you get to do it with joy because um, because, you know, that it's you know, it's him calling you. You know that it's him. You have that confidence, that God confidence. <laughs> I, I call it Godfidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, God. OK, so when you so. One of the things, and and it's kind of earlier in the book, but um, there's one of the things that I think fear really, because you were saying that fear kind of goes back and goes to the same thing. It's it's kind of like, you know, she'll be coming around the mountain. You know, it's like we keep keep going around that mountain. We keep going around that fear mountain because we don't want to face it. There are just certain things, and one of them is people-pleasing. Or I want to say people, not disappointing people. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I see it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we sometimes have these, these issues where we have to start saying, I have a a good friend, Tony Imsen, and she says, we need to learn to say no as a complete sentence. Yeah. Mm. Is that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People pleasing is one of those sneaky sneaky areas that ends up, I feel like, can you know, paralyzing us in fear if we're not careful. And um, I speak from experience in that, you know, my husband and I were, um, we were in close friendship and relationship with um, people that ended up being extremely toxic people. And um, I, you know, it was one of those things, do you, do you speak up about this? and ruffle some feathers? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or do you, what's the right thing to do here? What does a person do? And I'm, and I, you know, um, and, and, and what ended up happening is I never spoke up. I never, I dealt with it. You know, I did deal with it genuinely before the Lord um, and with my husband and talking it through, but I was so afraid to ever speak up to people who could actually impact change because I did not want to ruffle feathers. Um, and what ended up happening is fear 
paralyzed me to the point where my entire body shut down. Like my nervous system shut down. My adrenal glands were depleted. I was, I lost all my energy. And this, the culmination of all of this fear of a, of a couple years of being in relationship with these toxic people and then getting out of relationship with them, trying to do it quietly and carefully and, um, godly, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's not, it's there just, if only there was a manual for something like this, I never could find one, but, um, it's such a tricky thing. Anyway, all of that culmination of those, my body and everything really shutting down was right in the point when I was getting signed for my first book. It was right when I was going for it. You know, the Lord had said to go for it. And I was saying, okay, I'm going for it. I'm pressing through in this area. Simultaneously, I'm battling fear over here, not knowing it's fear, just knowing that my body's shutting down, knowing that I don't want to ruffle feathers. And here I'm going to be writing a book and I surely can't ruffle any feathers now. I'm just being really real. Okay. Um, you know, and I, you know, God's positioning me in, in ministry and as a leader, and I definitely can't ruffle any feathers now, you know, people pleasing, fear of man. And all the while, that was just a bunch of baloney. It wasn't a matter of me ruffling any feathers or not. It wasn't even about me. It was, that's what I put in my book. It was about what is the right thing to do in this scenario? Discover what's the right thing to do and do that and let the Lord be in charge of the outcome. Let God take care of the outcome. You know, if the right thing is communicating that there's some individuals that are are potentially harming other people because of their toxicity and they need to be, somebody needs to be notified about that, then by golly, you know, you just, you do what's right and you let the Lord be concerned over the outcome and take care of that outcome. I finally got to that point, but it was, it was from that. And it was in the unraveling through all of that, that um, this book really was birthed. Um, I had to kind of see things through and let everything kind of come to a head. And um, God really showed me too, you know, that you don't have to be afraid of the mess. That was mm-hmm. so for me. And I really even feel the Lord on that right now. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to fear the mess. So good. If there's a mess, I don't have to take false responsibility that I caused the mess because I'm, you know, doing the right thing and not letting others get trampled on. I that's not on me. I'm you, that's not on you. I just want to say to anybody right now, you you know, don't fear even the mess. And honestly, I was right before I went on my first national broadcast um, after my first book, I was going to be on an international TV program. First time ever. And right before I was to fly out to go to that, this whole little toxic thing, like two years of it, you know, really came to this head. The thing I feared most, this conflict and this confrontation came to a head. And um, I, God had been giving me dreams just in the week prior that I was going to bump into one of the individuals and he, this is what you're supposed to say. And, and, and so when I, when that happened, the individual actually bumped into me and um, came to me and wasn't very nice. I just sat there and then they got up to walk away and I sat there and I go, huh, God, you, you actually showed me what I was supposed to say. And now they're walking away. So I chased after them and I said, no, you can't leave. 
I got, here's this and this. And I said what the Lord showed me in my dream. And after that, it, I was not smiling. I was crying and I wanted to shut down. I never wanted to be in the public eye. I'm like, I can't go on TV. I can't write any more books. Hide me. Let me hide in my little corner in my room. And that's where the Lord began to birth the message of slaying giant of fear, that obedience, obeying the Lord without fear of outcome, doing what's right, taking those steps forward in faith slays the giant of fear because we can go forward in God's call and God's plan. Why? Well, not for all the reasons we would want to list in a big you know, scroll of, of reasons why. No, why do we go forward in God's plan? Because he said so. Because he said so. And he's not afraid of a mess. And he's not afraid of anything. If he's calling you, my friends. You go forward anyway in obedience, eyes fixed on Jesus. We don't need to hide. We don't need to to worry over the mess. And then the, this is the last thing I'll say on that. I, I'm just going on and on, but I really felt the Lord on this part of the story. Um, but uh, when I went on this pro this broadcast, God used that moment of that mess as a word while I was being interviewed. And, um, and I just saw it and I was able to speak into someone's life um, in that. And the Lord showed me, he said, your, your mess is a bridge to God's mercy. Mm. Your mess. So whatever, that's why we don't even have to fear the mess because your mess is a bridge to God's mercy. You know, that's and so we, good. Need that. we need his mercy in everything. So praise the Lord. <laughs> well, I kept, I kept hearing that your mess was his message. Yeah. That he was yeah. going to use your mess for your message because no. your message was so much bigger than what you thought. And it, especially when we have to go through times like that, especially, you know, when you talked about that, that every time there was like this big, like, okay, now go, you know, it's like, okay, yay. <laughs> you yeah. know, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, oh yes. no, I can't, I can't do this. I can't move in this. I can't do that. And trust me, I, I understand because there, there are sometimes, especially when, when God promotes the devil tries to stop. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. I mean, he's been watching us for a very long time and it's never to give more credit because God, if God has called you to do something, he is going to give you everything that you need. But sometimes it's just like with David because he was a shepherd. How was he going to, from a shepherd, become a king? Well, God mm -hmm. was going to first teach him how to war, but in the shepherding, there there became this love. This be, there became this trust. There became this beautiful relationship, and God was actually pouring in and preparing David to one day become the king. So first, we get our marching orders, but then we we have to learn how to walk into it because in that obedience, sometimes it's hard. You know, he couldn't have killed Goliath if he didn't kill the bear, if he didn't kill the lion, he, yeah. he just couldn't have done it. So these obstacles that we get, these things that happen, we can say, oh my gosh, this is, I want to go, you know, hide somewhere. Just like, you know, many of the prophets did. They went and hid in caves, they, you know, because mm -hmm. they were afraid, but it was because they didn't, in the obedience, that's one of the things that you really talk about, obedience. Um, in the obedience is where we're getting groomed and obedience is where we're getting, we're getting prepared. It's in the, in the obedience that he can strengthen us and, and refine us. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, obedience, it develops things in us that are so critical to our success in the kingdom. And by success, you know, I, I define success as obedience. I think the Lord defines it as obedience. Um, but, it, you know, you look at the life of David and you see God, God identified David as a man after his own heart. You know, and this is a young boy who was taking care of his father's sheep and his flock. So what was it that God saw? God saw a heart of a guy, of a young man who was really hardwired for obedience. He, he was honoring to his family. He had character. He, he was willing to do whatever his father, his earthly father needed for him to do. He was, you know, um, he was a servant. You know, and he had that servant's heart and he was yielded. And so and he wasn't too full of himself. <clears throat> and um, and and so I love that about David. I love exploring that in David's story. And we do in the book. We explore this life of David because in the book I, I highlight the Lord showed me these three supernatural weapons that we all have already at our disposal to slay the giant of fear. And they're not what we would think. But there are principles, principles that are, are to live by, and they are obedience, faithfulness, and stewardship. And as the Lord began to show me that that's how I was slaying fear in my own life, through obedience, through faithfulness, through stewardship, that those were weapons I was wielding without even realizing it. I, I just dove into that and I said, God, teach me, you know, teach me about this. And, and as, and he did, and he showed me how David wielded those same weapons. And that's what we explore in the book. And it was just so fascinating. It is still fascinating to me. And it's beautiful to see David wielding obedience, faithfulness, and stewardship to slay that giant of fear. It's what led him up to that. You know, because David stumbled upon a battle that was already happening and he stumbled upon a a situation with God's people that they were being paralyzed by the power that fear had over them, listening to his taunts, his torments, his lies repeatedly on repeat morning and night for 40 days and 40 nights, you know, and David like you said, Lisa, you know, he, he had already seen God do it. He saw him do it in the, in the sheep pen with the sheep, how day, how the Lord helped rescue those sheep from the mouth of the lion, from the teeth of the lion and the paw of the bear. God had done it then. And, and David said to Saul, he declared, he said, this will be no different. Like I know God, I know the Lord. I know his goodness. I've seen it. That's what we all get to do today. No matter that giant of fear, no matter how loud he is, no matter what he's saying, we all get to say, wait a second, but I know the Lord. I know the Lord God Almighty. I know what he can do. I know who he is. And, uh, and, 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 and I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Okay. So I also want to talk about faithfulness, the yeah. faithfulness of God, because that was the other thing, because David knew that God was going to show up. Yeah. He knew, he decreed and declared with his mouth what was going to happen. And yeah. so there there is something that I I truly believe that the church still hasn't they still haven't discovered the power of their tongue. They haven't mm-hmm. discovered that when you actually decree a thing and establish it that God is going to be faithful in what you say. 
correct? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, you know, I think I put this in the book, but I, I'll never forget just talking with a friend about, you know, why she did not need to fear and just running forward. And I, and it just came out of my mouth that our faith is in God's faithfulness. That's where we, we put our faith in his faithfulness. I mean, just right there, we think about that, chew on that for a little bit, because God is, is, is only faithful. You know, his arms of Psalm 91 says that his arms of faithfulness are wrapped around us, you know, and he is not a man that he should lie. All his promises are yes. And amen. Yes. (laughs) There's yes in Christ. Christ sealed that yes by with his blood on the cross. Right. And there, amen. We give the amen. We give the amen. So our faith, our amen in his faithfulness, God cannot fail. He cannot fail. I mean, just repeat that. Say that to yourself in the mirror. You know, I try to do that. Say that to yourself in the mirror every day. Lock eyes with yourself in the mirror. Whatever it is that that is before you that you might be afraid. Say, remind your soul. God cannot lie. God is faithful. You know, Um, he cannot lie. He cannot fail. He cannot fail. He will not fail. And so we can hold him to his name in whatever it is that we need. We can hold God to his name. It's not about what we can muster up or what we can what we can do. It's not even about my great faith. It's it's my it's just my simple agreement. <laughs> it's yeah. even feeling like I'm taking a risk. It, sometimes it does feel like a risk to go, but wait, no, I'm putting all my eggs in his basket, <laughs> you know, and I, and I've done that with, for years, I've just decided to kind of live like that. I'm just deciding to say, you know what, it's, this is on the Lord. He said he would do it. So I'm just going to watch him do it. And you know what he does. And the more I kind of surrender to that way of life, uh, the the little bit easier it gets it really i don't know that it ever fully is just this mo for for people because we're human but the more we do it the more um inclined we are to do it the more of a habit it becomes to just go you know what he he will do this god will come through he will he can't absolutely <laughs> and if you if you can look at fear fear, fear is a faith stealer That's really Mm -hmm. what it comes down to is that you can't be in faith and in fear. Something has to give. And so if you come into agreement with the fear, you're stealing, he's stealing your faith. That's what's happening. And so you can either be a warrior or you could be a worrier. That's really what it comes down to. So if you know that God is for you, then who could be against you? Who can stand against you? And you talked about some other people, Abigail Holt Jennings was, she's a friend of mine too. And she's been on test before. I love her and her passionate testimony of God, of how God just like showed up and showed off how he showed up the thing that she feared the most, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's the other thing too. The, the things that we fear where we put that that um, agreement in is yeah. is where the enemy has the greatest ability to come in and attack us. So yeah. talk about like how you brought together some of these different stories and stuff for your book. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Abigail, she was um, diagnosed with terminal breast cancer 
And I mean, you talk about fear wanting to come over you. And she said something, she says it in her book. She has said it in an interview on my show. She has said it to me on the phone, um, any testimony she gives, but that the Lord said to her, Abigail, when fear comes a knocking, you answer the door. You know, so often, you know, fear standing behind that door and we're like, we know it's there. We just, we want to, to get away from it. We know, and surely we're not going to answer it. But the Lord gives us that bold courage to go. If fear comes knocking, you know what? I'm going to answer the door. And that is, that is the, the, and so I included that story in my book. And I get really passionate when I go down that trail as well, because that's what, um, that is what fear fears most, that we will answer the door, that we will look him in the eye and go, wait a second. I don't see something scary. I actually just see a defeated foe that's terrified of me. The enemy is terrified of you, my friend. You know, the enemy is terrified. He's terrified right now because little Chrissy Nelson is not buying in to his lies anymore. I'm not buying into the, oh, I can't and I shouldn't. And, you know, who am I? I'm not buying into it anymore. I'm running boldly in the life that God has called me to. Yeah, my knees shake sometimes, but that doesn't scare me. That doesn't stop me. And the enemy is terrified of that. He's terrified that the sons and daughters of the living God will rise up with faith like David did, where David wasn't afraid of Goliath. What the enemy wants to do, and I talk about this in my book, is this is what the Lord showed me, is that in this story of David and Goliath, it's why it's so powerful and relevant to us right now. Um, In the story, David is a representation of our spirit and the army is a representation of our flesh. So we see in there the spirit response to fear and the flesh response to fear. The flesh response to fear, we will run in fear, run away, fight or flight. We will run in fear all day long, our flesh. But our spirit will remain strong. Our spirit will stand in front of that giant of fear, knowing who our God is and knowing that it's the Lord that fights our battles. And it isn't about me. It's about the Lord. And it's the fact that the Lord wants to use me to slay fear, to run boldly across that that destiny line, that battle line into the land. It's all about the kingdom of God. That's what this is about. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. I'm here to advance the kingdom. I'm here to make way the, you know, the path of the Lord and say, Jesus is real. Jesus is coming again. You know, I'm here as an ambassador and you are here as an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Your life has purpose and it matters. You are here to declare the goodness of God. You are here to, for that reason. And so, and David was, um, he was aware that he was being used by God. Um, but I, I want to circle back to what you were talking about, Lisa, with um, with fear and the way it um, shouts at us. And, you know, fear's MO and its tactic. Um, I, I always give way too much away on my book. And I <laughs> that's just what I do. I just love to talk about it. It's, it's okay with me because I just want to bless people with the message. Um, but there's so much in there. I couldn't get it all out right now if I wanted to. Um, but, you know, fear, uh, you were talking about uh, just the way fear operates and things. And I was just in my mind, I was thinking about um, how it wants to bring us, it wants to bring doubt. Yeah, you were talking about how it's a, an attack on our faith. And um, 
that's what fear wants to do. It wants to insert that doubt. You know, you think even of it like a jury and how they're just meant to have reasonable doubt. If there's even just this little margin of doubt, then the innocent party um, is deemed innocent or whatever, what have you, you know? And I was telling this to my husband the other day. He's like, yeah, and it, it isn't even reason, doesn't even have to be reasonable, you know? And I'm like, that is so true. The enemy just wants to bring any kind of doubt, any margin of doubt that he can bring is God. And that's what he did with the army. That's what he did. He called into question their authority and he walked onto that battle line and he said, who of you, you know, where, give me one man that will come and fight me. And if, if he can take me, then you, you know, will become your subjects, you know, if, 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 and he, he called into question who they were and he identified them as the army of Saul, you know, right there, he undercut their identity as the army of the living God, you know, and, and he identified them as the army of Saul. And you see right away in that passage in first Samuel 17, where it says that Saul and the army ran away dismayed and terrified. So you have this army that's been labeled as the army of Saul and you have their leader, Saul running away. The first one to flee the scene, dismayed and terrified dismayed and that word dismay in the Hebrew it means speaks to a shattering they were shattered from within their confidence their God confidence their Godfidence as you say they were shattered from within crushed their identity called into question who am I you know I can't fight this and for 40 days and 40 nights on repeat they bought into this lie and they and they were certain that there was nothing that could be done. And they were watching their leader who was also certain, you know, and you have David walk on the scene and David saw rightly, he's going, wait a second, who, who is this Philistine that would dare defy? He saw what was really happening. There was an audacious human man <laughs> that was defying the name of the Lord. And that was not okay. That was not okay. And we can do the same thing right now. Who is this giant of fear in our earth, in our world today that is calling into question the sons and the daughters of the living God that is calling into question? If I had my Bible, I'd wave it right now. The authenticity of the word of God, the legitimacy of the word of God, the absolute um, nature of the word of God. Who is this giant that would try to make the people of God call question? who we are and our identity in the power and purpose of our lives. He is out of order and he is out of line and we do not have to stand for it anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you really look, that's one of the, the MOs of, of what the enemy does. I mean, heck, he went after Jesus's identity. If mm -hmm. you are the son of yeah. God, if. if you are, if. So yeah. whenever we hear if, if yep. we should immediately know, like, if you want to know, let's, let's just talk about hearing God made simple. If you hear if <laughs> yeah, yes. you, you can pretty much be sure that that's not yeah. God. Yeah. You or know? if there's a question mark or there should be an exclamation point. That's right. It's not the Lord. The God, God is not unsure. <laughs> that's right. He knows you exactly. Are. He is certain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he an exclamation point. <laughs> that's it. And you know, when, Okay, so I wanted to get to because you know the the title of the book is "Slaying the Giant of Fear and Releasing the Roar." 
Because let me just tell you something. There is something very, very powerful about that. Um, yeah. The Lord actually took me in into researching a little bit about lions. And he said that when a lion actually roars, it puts his, its head down onto the ground. So when the sound is released, it goes out further so that everybody shakes. But the interesting thing, that lion is usually the old lion that can't do anything. <laughs> it's the younger lion that goes out. And it's actually, I think you even talk about it, about the lioness that goes mm -hmm. out. And so the lioness that goes out and the lioness goes out and she's the one who hunts. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not that big voice, but that voice sends a shockwave. And that's exactly what the enemy tries to do. He tries to scare us into saying something, but he, he's powerless. He's mm -hmm. powerless. Mm -hmm. But when we release our roar, mm -hmm. it, it shatters him. It makes mm -hmm. him run. So let's mm -hmm. let's talk about that releasing the roar part of your book because I think mm -hmm. that that is that's like what David basically did to Goliath. Yeah, yeah. When, when he said to him, "Oh, really? You're going down." Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's you know the bottom line is that the enemy is terrified of what you have to say. He's terrified of your voice. He's terrified of what's inside of you. Why? Because the lion of the tribe of Judah is living on the inside of you. And when that lion roars, it paralyzes its prey. And the enemy is actually the prey. He's not the hunter. The Bible says he goes about like a lion, as a lion. And, and he's he only becomes that lion if we let him. He only His roar is only as loud as we let it be. And it does not have to paralyze us anymore. It has paralyzed us, but it doesn't have to anymore. Why? We have that roar inside of us. And it's like, I just, I, you can feel it. You can feel anytime you're bound by fear, what do you want to do? You want to just be quiet. You want to be silent. You're, you're worried about what you might say or how you might say it or saying the wrong thing or getting it wrong. And, and, you know, but it's like, no, we can just let all of that go and we can allow ourselves to be refined by Christ and refined by his living word and allow the truth of Jesus to come out of our mouths, that Jesus is greater, that his blood is greater, that his name is the name above every name. And that roar comes out of us and it's a trumpet of truth, you know, and sometimes the roar isn't even this loud, you know, thunderous thing. Sometimes our roar is just simply our boldness. It's our boldness. It's our audacity to believe everything that God says and to then put action to it. It's me being kind to somebody. It's me going over just simple obedience and going and telling someone they look nice today in the supermarket or say, you know, smiling, pulling my mask down so I can smile at a stranger, you know, kind of thing. It's those bold acts of kindness, of the fruits of the spirit, patience, love, gentleness, kindness, self-control, um, goodness, all of those fruits of the spirit in action is it's like a roar to the enemy. It roars to the enemy. That's who we're roaring at. That's the whole point. That roars loudly to the enemy that we're not buying in to his garbage anymore, that we are fully sold out you know, bought with a price and on, you know, on fire, living our lives fully, you know, in love with the Lord and, and, and the enemy doesn't have that power 
to stop us anymore. That's a roar of breakthrough. That's us partnering with, with heaven and just letting Christ just be exalted through our lives. <laughs> That's so good. And if we, like, if everybody took a practical approach and they started to do a little bit of research on different people who have platforms or who have made significant strides in, in their life and great achievements, they'll actually see that there was a lot of stuff they had to go through. They had to countless, if it was like for a book, they had to send countless uh, um, different um, uh, uh, copies uh, of their book to different publishers and be denied. I think Stephen King was denied like a, a bazillion times. You know, or somebody who was supposed to have a television show, you know, they were told, you know, you're never going to make it in, in Hollywood and then become this huge star or you're never going to have money and then be a billionaire or I don't know, you're, you'll never be president. And then guess what? Get become president, you know? So there's all these different things. And, it, and I truly believe that what we are called to do, that the enemy can kind of see he doesn't know our future per se, but he can see the anointing on us. I believe that our anointing is something that's in the spiritual realm. And so we can, he can kind of see different things around us where he'll go after it. Because if there is something where you have a gift of speaking or a gift of influence, well, what is he going to do? He's going to keep coming after that. He's going to be sending all these different obstacles and all these different things that are going to try to stop and block you. But as you slay each and every single one of those things, then he's going to run out of ammunition. And isn't that like, isn't that what the army waits for? Like when the army is going after the enemy, what do they wait for? Oh, they don't have any ammunition. Let's go. Let's go get them, you know? And that's mm -hmm. exactly what happens when we have such a huge faith, when we have so much encouragement from the Lord when we know that we know that we know that this is what we're supposed to do. And like you said, you heard God say, go, 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 go. That's yeah. all you need. That's all yeah. you need. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's, and, and it's more than enough. It's, it's more than we even need to have the word from the Lord. It's all that we need and it's more than enough. And it's, I think of David when he looked at Goliath and he said, you know, and Goliath said to him, what am I, a dog that you come at me with sticks, you know, right. and stones? And David said, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin. He said, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, whom you have defied. David came against, it wasn't even about the stones. It was about, he was coming at Goliath in the name of the Lord Almighty. What would happen if the people of God walked in our everyday like that? I would like to call that modern. Let that be, that is a modern thing to say. I say that to the enemy every day. You come against me, <laughs> you know, what does he come against us with? He comes against us with natural, worldly, carnal things, whatever he can grab at, right? But what we come against him with is eternal, the eternal word, the name, the power of God Almighty. And that is never, that's never old. That's never ancient or irrelevant. That is relevant today. It's what we have. And it is more than enough to slay every giant that would come our way. Man, that, that causes faith to arise inside of us. That causes me to go, wait a second, God, you're the same yesterday, today, 
and tomorrow. And I'm, I'm going for it with you. I'm all in with you. I believe everything that you say. We can do that today, every single one of us. That's so good. Okay. So I just wanted to know, like, um, I just kind of feel like there are a lot of people who are struggling right now with, um, yeah. with fear. So would you mind like praying for, for some of the people who are listening right now? Yes, absolutely. And if I have to plug my computer in, I will because okay. my battery died. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. I just saw it. Um, yes. Yeah, so father, I, um, whew, we come to you right now. I lift up every single person that is watching this broadcast right now that is dealing with fear. And I ask Lord that a fresh faith would arise inside of the saints today. A fresh faith would begin to just bubble up that they would feel faith just stirring inside of them. The faith that says, I'm going to risk it all on Jesus. I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to believe everything that you've said, God. I'm going to hold you at your word. I'm going to hold you to your name, that you are Jehovah Rapha, God who heals. God, my healer, that's your name. Your name is Jehovah Jireh, God, my provider. That's your name. You will provide everything I need. Whatever it is, my friends, that you have need of, whatever it is where the, the enemy has tried to set up camp, and, and perpetuate fear in your life. I just is a sister. I just bind that in Jesus' name. I bind that fear in Jesus' name. And I just declare over you the peace of God that passes all understanding. Just flood over you right now, right now in your home. That peace that says everything is going to be okay. That peace that says despite my circumstance, despite what I can see, think, feel, ask, or even imagine in the natural, everything is going to be okay. Why? Because I serve a good God, a mighty, mighty God who doesn't fail me, who never leaves me or forsakes me. Everything is going to be okay. And then I declare over you joy, the joy of the Lord that is your strength, that joy that brings a big old Jesus smile to your face that in the face of fear, you can smile because you know that the battle has already been won in Christ. That joy of Jesus living inside of you, that greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I declare that over you right now, the joy of Jesus and the peace of God wash over you, flood over you, that fear would become irrelevant in your life. Yeah, he may try. The enemy may try to put fear in your path, but your eyes, I declare, your eyes are so fixed on Jesus that it doesn't matter what fear come your way because Jesus is bigger and Jesus is all that you see. And Jesus Amen. Amen. That is, yeah, well, I'll tell you what, a lot of people, I hope that everybody's saying amen, because seriously, that's what we need, because Jesus is bigger. He is so much bigger than the things that we have seen that the, and, and the best is yet to come. Oh my gosh, as I'm seeing all the, the people who are just blah, blah, blahing. Oh man, I get excited because one of the things that I've learned and, and I'm sure that you've seen this is that, you know, when demons are about to leave, they really make a big fuss. They, they know they're leaving and they get really 
frustrated and they get really angry and they start raising all kinds of craziness. But guess what? It's because they're going goodbye. So yes. when we start to see those things that start to shift, when we start to see that it's almost getting like, you know, it's like the, um, like after when you're in the middle of the storm, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you kind of keep yourself and you're in the center of the storm, you know, you're halfway through and then you just, you just got to get out, just have to ride out the rest, but you're going to get through. Yeah, that's the thing you're going to get through and God is going to take you through. So I, I'm just really, really excited. I really believe that that God put this that book. And I really do believe, Chrissy, he took that book and he said, let's release it during yeah. a during a time where it's going to be really relevant. You know, yeah. people have been dealing with fear, but not like it's been it's been in our face. It yeah. has been in our face. And I truly believe that your book, Slaying the Giant of Fear, is really, if you guys have friends who are dealing with fear, or if you're dealing with fear, or if you keep hearing those, you keep going around that fear mountain, I'm telling you, it's like, how many times do we have to go around that mountain? I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of singing the song, right? So mm -hmm. if you guys need to get you need to get this book and if you go to christynelson.com you can actually get her book and I, I just wanted to ask um are you going to be having t-shirts that have things about fear because all of a sudden it just is like she's going to start having t-shirts about fear <laughs> so i'm i'm just saying holy spirit just kind of gave me a little like heads up is that the truth is that the case oh that's awesome i love t-shirts i have my creative for the impossible t-shirt yes. on and um, I feel like it's my superhero shirt. Whenever I don't feel so creative for the impossible, I'm reminded, well, that, that's just what God says about me. So I'm not going to argue. Yep. And uh, yeah, so I probably will have some, some kind of no fear kind of t-shirt or I something. I think so. No fear here. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I think that's it. Simple. Uh -huh. No Thank fear you. here. You're welcome. <laughs> well, it's not me. I would love to sit here and say it's me, but yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um but thank you so much for for taking time um she was so sweet she actually did this during a, a time away from a vacation so i'm going to let her go but i just really appreciate you and and it, people are interested because you do have a show so can you just talk a little bit about your uh television show yes and forgive me if you don't mind i'm going to plug my my laptop in because I really don't want it to die. I'm Absolutely. so sorry. Oh, no, no, I'm no. Not, you're good. I'm not you're in my normal environment right now. Well, um, that's okay. We we roll with the punches here on Touch by Prayer. So it's not oh, a problem. I've had I've had dogs bark. I've had kid kids ask for food. You know, yeah. they're like, mommy's still on. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't feel so bad. Yeah. yeah so, um, my show is Creative for the Impossible. And um, we're going into our third season and I'm actually renaming the show. It's a creative for the impossible production and we're calling it just Jesus oh, because that. that's what the world needs right now. Plain and simple, just Jesus. And so we're going there. Um, Jesus is the answer to everything. He's the answer to world crisis, to pandemics, to the stay at home mom, wondering if she's doing a good job, wondering how she's going to pay the bills. Jesus is the answer. And I'm so excited to um, have just Jesus as the new, the new season of the show. Um, but yeah, christynelson.com is where we can connect. And um, my show, you can watch it. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting on God TV here soon. Uh, stay tuned. 
those details will be on my website as well. <laughs> this is awesome. Well, thank you again so much for, for coming on Touch by Prayer. It truly has been an honor to have you. And I thank you so much uh, for coming on. Um, if you guys are interested, please go and get her book, Slaying the Giant of Fear. You can also go and get one of her t-shirts created for the impossible. Because seriously, I love that shirt. I have to get me a copy of that. I got to get me a shirt. I seriously do. Because it's because I am so, uh, come on, don't you feel that way? That you are created for the impossible? Come on, that's me. So mm -hmm. I'm super excited. If you guys are interested in finding Chrissy, you can go to her website, chrissynelson.com. Get your copy. It would make a great present for somebody, just saying. And uh, we just we just bless you, Chrissy. And I hope that uh, you have a wonderful time with your family. So I'm going to say goodbye to you off air. So hold on one second. But I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing. Sharing is caring. If you guys are interested in following me, you can also follow me on YouTube, Touch by Prayer TV. Make sure you hit the subscribe button because we got a bunch of great shows coming. We got some new stuff. I got a new website coming and we have some fun things in the works. Just saying. All right, guys, you have an awesome evening. Don't, uh, don't forget to go out and touch someone.